In today's episode, I'm going to introduce you to my framework for parenting, which is called the GRACE framework. G was stands for the growth mindset. R was stands for responsibility. A, which is autonomy. C for confidence and E for empathy. This is something that I use every single day in order to be the best parent that I can be. Let's get started. Every single day, I wake up and try to be the best parent that I can be, the best husband that I can be, the best person that I can be. It's not gonna work out every single day, but that is my goal. And as I've been trying to develop myself every single day for the past many years, my children are now six and almost four, I've read tons of parenting books, I've read tons of business books, tons of personal development books, and I've gathered bits and pieces from each one of these sources of material to figure out what works and what doesn't work for me. And ultimately, as my children were growing and as I saw what actually works, what frameworks and foundations work, I began to develop my own framework for parenting, which is called GRACE. GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. So right now, in today's video, I wanna tell you about the GRACE framework for parenting and how it has helped me to be the best parent that I can be and hopefully it will help you as well. In addition, it's important because this video is gonna build the foundation for my future videos where I will call back to different parts of the GRACE framework and how it applies to those lessons. So let's get started. G stands for the growth mindset. Now, in her book, Carol Dweck, Mindset, Carol describes two different types of mindsets. There's the growth mindset and there's a fixed mindset. The fixed mindset is somebody who thinks they are only as smart or as capable, or as skilled as they are. They cannot improve, they cannot get worse. They are who they are. Now let's get specific about this. How do children develop the fixed mindset? Because that's what we want to prevent. We want them to have the growth mindset. Let me give you a specific example. Let's say your child draws a painting. It's beautiful, it's wonderful and you tell them, wow, that is the most beautiful, the most wonderful painting I've ever seen. You are amazing, you are an artist. You are Leonardo, you are Michelangelo. Wow, you're really building up that child. You think you're making them feel good, but you know what that child thinks? That child in their mind is thinking, oh my God, my mom or my dad thinks I'm so good. I better not mess up next time. I better try to go for the easy things because if I go for the harder things and I mess up, my mom or dad is no longer gonna think that I'm an artist. That's the challenge. See that? Another example. In the book, they give an example of a father who takes his daughter to a gymnastics tournament. And in this just gymnastics tournament, it's a competition, the daughter doesn't win, she doesn't win any medals. And the father wants to make the daughter feel better and more encouraged. And the father says, it's okay. You know what, you were awesome. I think you were the best out there. And you know what? Those judges, they don't know what they're doing. What are you developing? You're making her learn that she needs to look to others and blame others for her deficiencies. She should never take ownership of her failures because it's really not a failure. It's actually other people didn't recognize her success or her amazingness. That's what you're teaching if you're telling them that actually ignore them. They cheated. That's what you're teaching them. So what should you do instead? So let's go back to the example of the child who did a beautiful drawing. Instead of telling them that's the most beautiful drawing that you've ever seen, what you can say to them is, wow, that must have taken a lot of hard work I can see you worked hard on the blues and the yellows and the clouds and the rainbows. And by telling them and praising them on the hard work, you teach them and you develop that growth mindset. Instead of developing the fixed mindset, you're developing the growth mindset because they, in their minds, they're understanding that they're being praised for their hard work. In the second example, which is the gymnastics example, instead of telling the daughter, wow, you know what? You were the best in my eyes. You can be very honest with her. Look. Today, you weren't the best. There are these people who are even better and that's why they won the trophy. But why did they win? I don't know. 
Well, they won because they practiced, they worked hard and they developed. Last year, two years ago, when they started, they were like you, they weren't winning medals. But look at the time and dedication into their craft that they put in in order to be able to become excellent and now win medals. You can do that too through practice. So that's what you wanna develop, is you wanna develop the appreciation for the journey. And you have to instill that growth mindset instead of the fixed mindset. We do this at home by always talking about practice makes better. And everything that we do, I always tell them, practice makes better. When Kimball, my almost four-year-old, is riding her bike, learning to ride her bike, we're always chanting, practice makes better. Instill that into their mind and you will instill the growth mindset. The next letter in the GRACE framework is little r. Now it's little because it supports the A. Little r is responsibility. Big A is autonomy. Let's talk about it. Little r is about giving your child the responsibility to be a part of the household. Your child needs to learn that they are expected to be a part of this team, that they are expected to contribute to the household. And there's many ways to do this. You and your child can clean together. You and your child can cook together. You and your child can go grocery shopping together. There are many countless ways for your child to feel responsibility in the household. For example, for us, when we go grocery shopping, I give them a grocery shopping list and they're responsible for finding everything in the grocery store and then putting it in the shopping cart. When it's cleanup time in the household and we're gonna clean the bathrooms, my children actually compete for the responsibility and the honor of cleaning the toilet. It's magic wand, there's only one. Who's gonna be the special one that gets to clean the toilets first? And they're competing, they're like, me, 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 I want it. All of this builds a foundation of responsibility because they know they're expected to contribute to the household. All of this little r feeds into A, big A, autonomy. Now what is autonomy? Let's think about autonomy versus independence. In her book, Hunt Gather Parent, Mikaline Duclef, right here's the book, Mikaline Duclef talks about how a child who will ride their bicycle and ride around the street, come home for dinner is independent. That's absolutely wonderful and beautiful. But that's different from autonomy. Autonomy is a child who during dinner time, without you even asking them, is setting all the plates and the silverware and the napkins for dinner. A child who is autonomous will wake up and do their bed without you asking them to do so. A child who is autonomous on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning will start doing the laundry without you even asking them to do so. That's why little r supports big A. First, you have to give them responsibility and that will feed into autonomy. My children right now are still too young. They're just responsible. Eventually, they're gonna build that up and gain that autonomy. C stands for confidence or self-confidence. Is more important than ever for children. As more and more children are using Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you see a rise in depression, a rise in children's anxiety. And you know why? It's because they have FOMO. They see all these pictures of their friends having the best time ever, or they're afraid of being picked on online, or they feel like they're just not pretty enough or beautiful enough, and they feel like they're lacking. So that's why it's up to us to develop self-confidence so that they never feel like they have to judge someone and they never feel like they're being judged. Or even if they're being judged, you know what? I don't care. I am confident in my own skin. How do we do that? There's many ways to do it. I'm gonna tell you about two right now. The first is from a very young age, we have to teach them to not dismiss their feelings. We have to tell them it's okay to feel this way and label those feelings. For example, I know many dads will tell their children, men don't cry. I mean, that's, that's very damaging to a child because they start to repress their feelings. They don't have that confidence to be themselves and let those feelings out. So a great way for you to tell them is, I see that you're feeling sad. I see that you're feeling jealous. I see that you're feeling happy. All of these things, let them feel, label those feelings and give them permission to be who they are. That's one way to do it from when they're really little. Another way to do it at our house is that we practice insults. I know it sounds crazy, but this is something with which I believe with a lot of consistency 
and teaching them of the why we're doing it, that they're gonna be able to develop that self-confidence. So with Juniper and Kimball, I tell them, okay, Juniper and Kimball, we're gonna practice self-confidence. And I tell her, Juniper, you're ugly. And she tells me, okay, thanks. And I tell Kimball, you're a loser, you have no friends. And she'll say, okay, thanks. And this is a way for them to practice. It's, it becomes muscle memory. It's not perfect, absolutely not. Still many times when they're insulting each other or they're fighting, they get really upset and I have to remind them, what do we practice, Juniper? For example, just recently, Kimball told Juniper, you're a baddie. Juniper was upset. Oh my God, I'm not a baddie, I'm not a baddie, blah. And I tell her, Juniper, what do we practice? She's like, okay, thanks. And we have to develop that. We have to practice it so that they don't care if somebody insults them. They don't have to stoop down to their level. That's how we build self-confidence in the household. And then the last one, E, is empathy. Empathy is so important in our society, in our world, so that we can feel what others are feeling. So we can empathize with them. We can help them in their times of need. It's so important in many ways in business, in life, in relationships, and raising children. How do we build that empathy? One way that we build empathy at home is that if my children, let's say, are fighting, or if they're not sharing, or something happens, I ask Juniper or I ask Kimball, how do you think the other person feels? I make it clear, right? Okay, let's do a, a very specific example. Let's say Kimball takes something from Juniper, and Juniper, she's stronger, she wants to take it right back. But my six-year-old, I tell her, hey, we don't take it. We do not force it away from her. We have to teach her. Our four-year-old is still learning. How can she learn? So I sit down with the four-year-old and I tell her, how would you feel if Juniper stole that from you? Or if Juniper didn't share that with you? She thinks and she thinks. Again, when they're three, when they're four, you just have to practice this. They're not gonna get it right away. It's something that you have to practice with them. She thinks, she'll think, she'll think. Sometimes she get it, sometimes she won't. And I have to teach her. Does she feel sad? Yeah, she'll feel sad. So you give them these moments to think about it and to try to empathize. This other day, the landscaper was outside. It was scorching hot. And I mentioned to my four-year-old, wow, it's so hot outside. Look at the gardener. It looks like he's really hot, burning up. Looks kind of thirsty. What can we do? She thinks about it. Maybe we can bring him water, right? She says, maybe water. That's great. So I have her, this is a responsibility too, give her a water bottle and she can walk outside and give that water bottle to the gardener. So it's absolutely a wonderful way for to give her responsibility and also to teach her empathy. All right, so that is the GRACE framework. G for growth, mindset. Little R for responsibility. A for autonomy, C for confidence, E for empathy. Hopefully this has been useful to you and this is really the foundation of all of my teachings and how we can be better parents, better husbands, better partners, better in business, better in life. So that's what we wanna do. Just want to constantly keep improving. All right, thank you again for being here with me. I'll catch you in the next one.